Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never Good morning, everybody. Today is January 19th, 2024. It's Friday. Yay! We finally made it. And today is Fan Favorite Fridays. I was in Tucson for the holidays to uh, visit with my mom. And while I was there, I caught up with Jamie Soretti and my bestie of besties, Jeremiah Webb. We went and had this amazing Mexican meal at El Charo. If you're ever in Tucson, El Charo has the best salsa. My luggage was overweight because I was bringing salsa home, but that's a story for another time. Anyway, we went back to Jeremiah's house afterwards and we did Fan Favorite Friday. So Jamie's fan favorite song is Hey Jupiter, and she's going to talk to us about that. It was both Jamie and Jeremiah in the room, so Jeremiah pipes in. So this is technically like part one of Fan Favorite Friday, and then next week you'll hear part two, which is Jeremiah's favorite song. for your fan favorite Friday moment. I'm in Tucson. I'm actually live with ears with feet. I'm here in Tucson, Arizona, and I've got Jamie Soretti and also Jeremiah Webb, who may chime in. So, Jamie, what is your favorite Tori Amos song? Today, my favorite Tori Amos song is Hey Jupiter. The regular Hey Jupiter or Hey Jupiter Dakota version? Always the Dakota version. Why? 100%. Because I love the alternate little bridge thingy. Oh, okay. I'm going to out myself here. My love of Hey Jupiter extends to the fact that I had no idea there was a difference between the two. I mean, I must have. There's extra lyrics. I know. This is terrible. I think mostly because I know the album version. Yeah. And then when I hear live. Yeah. The Dakota version has extra lyrics that are very beautiful. So what's your favorite performance of the song then? Live performance. I really liked it as the very last song on band tours. I think it was like Scarlet's Walk maybe where yeah. she was was that when she was doing She did a lot, that? Scarlet's Walk. I feel like she did a lot too in two thousand seven. Yes, yes. I didn't do as much in in O seven, so I think it was probably O three that I'm thinking of. And she would finish with it sometimes. And it was just like very beautiful and sad. And speaking of colors, the purple lights always like stick in my mind. It's a very beautiful moment. Like being up close to the stage and the lights and everyone's kind of like sad. And it's just all bittersweet and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a number of times, but yeah, 2003, we saw it in Phoenix. Yeah. Were you there? You were at that show? There. No, okay. I never made it out this way back then. I was the East Coast person. I was the East Coast person. 
I was the East Coast person. Is we just got a mic direction. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I forgot not to look at you or move what? the microphone with me. <laughs> don't, don't look at me while we're recording. It's a, this is the number one rule. Do not look at me. <laughs> Unless you have bali ice in your drink, then you can look at me. We've just been talking about different ice shapes and the and the ice, the pavo guy on TikTok, bali ice. And you don't have that because you're pavo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Tori has Bali ice? <laughs> yeah, I, she seems like she might be an ice connoisseur, actually. I think hers has pink and glitter. <laughs> pink and glitter ice? Is it pink and glitter Bali ice? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so still Bali. Is it Bali ice or is it shaped like a penis? <laughs> you think she puts it up I to mean, her mouth? <laughs> you know, when when the mood strikes. I mean. <laughs> when the mood strikes you. <laughs> Oh, oh dear this is what we're going on several hours now that we've been together saved it for the end we got, we got all those icebreakers out of the way anyway so we saw it in phoenix and like it was summertime her favorite so, time to play yeah, in the hottest part of the country know, right and it was so hot and she did that it was the 2003 lot of pianos so uh-huh. it was she did phoenix and at the dodge and then the next night she came down to tucson which and she played out at, at ava amphitheater which and that was the Jealous. yeah that was a great show and that was the live debut of indian summer uh-huh. and when we jumped over the chairs and max lost his chunkla <laughs> Just one, though. Never to be seen again. <laughs> the, the, the chunkla was gone. What did he do the rest of the night? Well, it was just the encore. I mean, oh, he okay. just walked around with one chunkla on. Obviously. Because <laughs> you had to vault. We were fourth row, and we vaulted. We went to the U of A library to buy tickets. Uh, Jeremiah and I were the U of A library at the computer lab on Saturday morning. <laughs> and we had, like... You know, you forgot about this. We had like, we had Ticketmaster open on like five different computers <laughs> just so we could buy tickets. The things we do to buy tickets, but we managed to get like fourth row. Well, I didn't. Jeremiah did because he's the king. That anyway. So she closed the show with "Hey Jupiter," and it was just the really long. Yeah. And something happened that like gave me the worst vertigo oh no and i'm like probably the e yes it was it was like the sound was like drilling into my brain and i had to sit down oh. and it's like my head in between my hands i'm like i feel like i'm gonna vomit and like oh, no. they're clearing out and the emts came and they brought me like we were sitting backstage you know because i was like i don't think it, i'm like oh my gosh it was terrible and matt and john walked by and they're like huh? and they waved i don't know looked at a smile or something and then you know then we left and i had to drive home like that oh, from God. phoenix to tucson and then laid in bed all day so we didn't attempt the tucson meet and greet at like 110 degrees or oh my god oh, geez, anyway yeah. so that's the hey jupiter so you can see maybe why i have a love-hate relationship with hey jupiter. Tra- my head oh, is a so but what's your favorite lyric from hey jupiter well i like the dakota version because um i like when she says i go from day to day i know where the cupboards are i know he isn't you Mm. it's just like gets you right there in the heart yeah and didn't they with pele when in later years they pulled because we had the original pele version and then all of a sudden pele started coming out and it was you could only get 
those were you were younger in the old days. <laughs> yeah, you can it was like, like the original version of Hey Jupiter and the original version of Tallulah, and then later because I remember rebuying it because I couldn't find my copy, and when I repurchased it, I was like, "What? Why is it the Dakota version and the Tornadoes mix of the Glitter Girl version of Tallulah was gone?" Mm-hmm. So. You talked about your favorite lyric, which is the I go from day to day. Mm-hmm. What about your favorite musical moment in the song, like a, a measure or note? The part at the beginning where there's like no lyrics and it sort of echoes the sound the, of a telephone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The telephone ringing and just no one being there on the other end. Hello. Yeah. So I really I like that part. And the Purple Rain parts where yeah. she's doing her EEs, uh, which I guess is like a combination of lyrics and music, but that That's part okay. too is That's really a musical nice. moment. Yeah. 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 I really like that part too. If the song had a color, like what color is the song for you? It's 100% purple 100% for me. Purple. Yeah, yeah. It's just like deep purple. I just think back on the lights at the show and then like, I guess too, like the video there's like red as well because there's red and orange there's like flames and Mm -hmm. dripping eyeliner and things like that so yeah like purple with red and orange behind it maybe yeah and you're wearing purple today we're Mm -hmm. both wearing purple yes but today's friday and friday you wear purple Mm -hmm. fyi fyi for future reference everybody on fridays we wear purple (laughs) i was just reading somebody had posted something so i just was reading the other day that it's the dakota version because the dakotas were one of our favorite people died right Mm -hmm. Uh, john lennon and like people we say goodbye to and and so i was reading that the other day and so it really is like a ghosts and i think she didn't write it in phoenix too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and, she has the whole story about how John Lennon like appeared to her in the fog of the bathroom mirror. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So given that, I mean, maybe that's the story that this song tells you, but is there some other, like, what's the story that Hey Jupiter is telling you? Yeah, to me, it's a story about, you know, the end of a relationship, a particularly just like heartbreaking end. And it's the end where it's like the Ten of Swords kind of. It's like you mm. beyond the end, like you're just at the very lowest point that you could possibly be in terms of your emotions about the other person. And just the absence of the other person, I think the song conveys so beautifully, like that almost like desperate feeling of wanting mm. to connect to someone and them being so far away physically, but like emotionally far away too. So I've learned a lot from the song over time. I had a different impression of it when I was younger than I do now. I just, I kind of feel like life experience sort of added a new dimension Mm. to to the song versus like in 1996 you know and it's, it's just so funny to think back to what we were listening to as teenagers yeah and like, like the angry we were angry teenagers we were so angry it's just, like it's a perfect <laughs> album like oh a song about a breakup that didn't end well yeah. on Pele <laughs> no you don't say 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, that right. And then for those of you that don't do tarot, tarot, however you would like to pronounce it, the Ten of Swords. Swords is like that mind energy. So when we pull cards from the swords, it's all about mind. I always think like, okay, yes, there's betrayal. Ten of Swords is really a betrayal card. But then I also think like the betrayal is happening within my own mind. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean that betrayal, like I was actually betrayed. It's that I feel betrayed. So the image for the Ten of Swords is uh, a person lying on their stomach and their Ten Swords sticking out of their back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just for those of you that don't know, that don't know the deck and what those things mean. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, it's such an interesting place in the album, too. She does do that ballad, hard, soft, hard, soft. Yes. Well, if you ask me to describe the Foo Fighters, <laughs> what the Foo Fighters music is, it's loud, soft, loud, soft, loud, soft. <laughs> Sometimes it's soft, loud, soft, loud, soft, loud. Right? But it's that pattern, which and it's funny. If you listen to Nirvana, it's the same kind of thing. Nirvana is just soft, loud, soft, loud, soft, loud. Yes. And I think it, maybe that's like a music in the 90s thing. Because Definitely. Tori tends to sequence live shows, soft, loud, soft, loud, soft, loud. Yeah. But she also tends to sequence albums like that. Is it after Cotolite Sneeze? It's in the second half of the album. Oh, that's not, it's right. It's not eight. I, that's Muhammad. My yeah. Back in our day. <laughs> you had to listen to that. Well, you didn't. I mean, this was CDs at this point, but you kind of had to listen to albums from start to finish, just like an LP. And I was like, yes, like an LP, like a vinyl. <laughs> yes. It wasn't as bad as tapes. Right tapes you had no choice because yeah. you, unless you wanted to play the whole stop fast forward stop try to find yeah. in between there was no easy way to get from track look i bet today if you put appetite for destruction in a walkman i could rewind still the perfect amount of time to get back to the beginning of rocket queen <laughs> amazing <laughs> Yeah, so it's the softness, too. It's the sadness. It's very sad. It's sadness. And that might be why I'm all, mm, yeah, mm, sadness. So how do you, how does this song, I mean, we're kind of going there, but how does it fit into the greater story of your life? I think it's funny. It reminds me of visiting new york like i think mm. i connected it like given john lennon's death and the stories she told about it and though like even though she wrote it here in the southwest and yada yada for some reason there's to me a connection to new york city there it, it almost like anchors me to new york city and time mm. that i've spent there and like being a younger single person like just it has a lot of attachment to me to like walking down central park west yeah snow is falling yes. it's kind of quiet and yes yeah. like that kind you of the park feeling. on one side buildings on the other yeah as you're approaching the dakota you're probably thinking about the beatles a little bit thinking about john lennon and yes yes yeah. yes <laughs> it's a mood for sure it's a total mood it's a total mood it's also um yeah like a wintry song to mm -hmm. me it feels like it belongs in a colder wintry yeah. kind of time and then yeah in terms of the story of my life i mean 
that whole album is just like the anchor of my life. I don't, you know, yeah. like it's just what I come back to time and time again. And like when I think about the ways that she, inf- that Tori influenced my thinking about relationships, mm-hmm. about men and like relationships with men in particular, and just like the way that she is able to capture these more universal feelings in such a unique way that's just like so deeply Tory. An album that couldn't have come out in any other decade than the 90s. Like so purely 90s. When, and you know, I mean, we're all sitting here, this is like really what that was 96 when that came out. I mean, I turned 18 in January of 96. Yeah, I turned 16 in September of 96. Yeah, so we're like, it's really coming of age yes, album exactly. and coming of it you know that teenage angst which she captured so beautifully on her third album yes the angsty album yeah oh, and something jeremiah i turned seven in 96 you turned seven in 96 oh right so you were a little baby he got he got a job working at a bagel bakery at seven that's how we met so i was babysitting him at the bagel place <laughs> and at seven, he went to see Tori yes. in Phoenix. Little baby, <laughs> little baby Jeremiah at seven, getting indoctrinated from the get go. But you know, I mean, you could be seven in '96. I mean, you know, right? It's only 2005 now, anyway. That's so. right. Thank you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the beekeeper has yet to come. <laughs> We're still waiting. <laughs> so she did at both shows or one show you did the in Phoenix in 96. You did the early show and the and the late show in Phoenix. And she must have done that there. Did she talk about it? Did she talk about Jupiter? Hey, Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And what was interesting is that's when I realized that the first show I had gone to that I'd ever seen her was the night she wrote Hey, Jupiter. Oh, that's so, right. That's yeah, right. It was in Phoenix. Because this is a song I associate with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Probably because of that, that she, you know, because you saw her in 94 and she wrote it that night. But yeah, it's definitely a song. It's not like, but I just associate it with you. It's not like a descriptor for you. Right, right. And and in 96, so what she did with a, I can't remember if it was the first show or the second show, which was which, but one of them... Um, I think it was the first one she did, Hey Jupiter, and she brought out the pump organ. Oh, yeah. So that was where she rolled that out and played it. And then the second show was Purple Rain. So you could definitely feel that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Just pretty, pretty spectacular. That's really cool. Yeah. So Jeremiah, I have known since 96. And Jamie and I met, we met last year when we randomly sat together for the show in, what was it? It was Mesa, right? It was Red Mesa. No, No, last summer in 22. Last summer, yes. Last summer. (laughs) This summer. I give you my heart. Yes, this summer we sat next to each other in Red Rocks and bowled like little babies. Tiny tiny little children girls. Yes, without without Bali eyes, without the comfort of Bali eyes. Yes, so we met we met last summer. It was like, wait, you live downtown? Like she lives a block away from Jeremiah. Yeah, she's not right by me. You never know where an ears with feet is hiding. Hiding. I keep trying to decide what's the plural of ears with feet. Oh, right. Ears with feets? 
Ears assist with feet. Hmm. <laughs> Ears with foot eye. There you go. Ears with foot eye. <laughs> vote, vote now. <laughs> Ears with foot eye. Ears assist with feet. Do you have like a one nine hundred number people feet. can call? Yeah, one eight one eight hundred. You can what? One eight hundred. One nine hundred. Ninety nine cents. E W F foot eye. <laughs> All right, last question for Jamie. How does your past experience influence your relationship with the song? It definitely makes me reminisce about a couple of romantic relationships that, you know, didn't end very well. There's like a couple of people that I think about with the song, but over time and distance away from those exact experiences it's become more of a comfort song like Mm -hmm. it's just it's a place to go back to that transports me to a different time a different feeling you know experiences I think have like hardened me a little bit and I don't feel quite as deeply as I did then you know, when I was like first listening to that song. And so when I hear it now, it's almost a way to like access that place of deep emotion and that feeling of heartbreak and and those types of things that I've sort of put a shell around for protection, basically. Yeah, that song can just really transport me. I mean, is it that you've put a shell around it or it just doesn't matter as much as you thought it did? Both. 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 You're right. You're right. I think there's definitely some stuff that did not matter as much. <laughs> for sure. I mean, there's... Right? And there's a certain a certain sense of wisdom. And yeah. I always think of Christine McPhee in, in, it might have been the behind the music for Fleetwood Mac. I don't know, it was back in, back in the behind 90s. The yeah, I love behind the music. Not as good as pop, pop no. video. But uh, she said, well, you know, time has a habit of healing. I know it's cliche, but time has a habit of healing. And she, yeah. you know, they're talking about the rumors. She's talking about the rumors album, but that that time has a habit of healing and, and well i guess that's why it's a cliche yes yeah. i think so, so she said, i guess that's why it's a cliche time has a habit of healing it really and does. you know i think she's either talking about silver springs or she's talking about um one of the other songs on rumors but that sense that yeah i mean you know in the grand scheme of things we as you have more life under your belt some of the things are like well this really isn't you know as life or death as it felt at the time. yeah as it felt when i you know really as my first relationship when i hadn't really had any other experience of, of a romantic relationship and this is like the end of everything yes yes exactly. but not the end of everything which like i mean she's definitely like tori really has kind of gone into that yes emotion of that for the in really volatile ways mm-hmm. to capture the the core essence i mean like the core energies of different feelings yes and she's you know she's not a teenager she's writing it which i think is really interesting yes she's you know getting up there towards her 30s and she's not a teenager she's not you know yeah it's really fascinating to me that she did it the way that she did it and captured that 
and then we, you know, where she's going forward and carrying forward to other songs, like we like, oh, this has to be personal. Yes. Yeah. This song has to be personal and and you know, she's breaking out her marriage is ending, or this is going right. on, or that is going on. And it's well, she's set a precedence for being able to tap into like what if? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean and some of those songs are like really really like intense and it's like did that whole story actually happen probably not she probably captured just the moment and then you dive into the moment and really invite the moment to unpack itself within your psyche and as it does so you know this the sadness right so the next question then not on my list but is uh adele's hello is that a more oh, yeah. modern version of this because it just keeps coming up. Well, I, like I want to sing it, but then I say hello, and then I always in my head here, is it me you're looking for? Because <laughs> I'm that age, <laughs> right? But he- hello from the other side. I mean, yeah. could that that could definitely be like a yeah. sister song, or maybe Hey Jupiter's are all grown up now. Yeah, it definitely and moved away. And you're yeah. still living in that small town. Yeah, <laughs> Hey Jupiter's yeah. moved away, or maybe we've all moved away and we're calling up hey jupiter hello (laughs) yeah i like that no one's picking up the phone no one's picking Mm. up the phone it made me think of a poe song do you remember oh yeah hello hello hello. yeah yeah so poe yeah hello hello yes (laughs) which is the only lyric to any song that any of us can currently remember is the word hello Hello. what other songs include the word hello and does Hey Jupiter even include the word hello? <laughs> How did we get here? <laughs> How did we get here? Right, so the energy then, I mean, if we're looking for like an energy of this song, like a one word type energy, what do you think that would be? The word that comes to mind is echo. Echo. Something reverberating across. The reverberations. Miles, the reverberations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, so we talk in yoga, right? You know, I'm going to bring it back to that because that is part of what the podcast is. I mean, and this is not like a concept that only happens within yoga, but we talk about a samskara is a pathway. And it's a pathway you walk. I mean, you can see it like on the carpet. My carpet has some scars where you can see where you, like where you're always walking or like a yard where a dog or a cat just has a pattern of walking. And at a certain point, you're walking that pattern, not because it's the easiest way or it's the best way or the healthiest way, but you're walking the pattern because that's how you walk the pattern. That's mm-hmm. the rut that we kind of get stuck into. So those, when we talk about our minds, mm-hmm. and that's really what a samskar is, is in your mind. It's in your mind. It's only in your mind, like ten of swords, right? It's only in your mind. And those samskaras that happen when you're, you know, 16 and they just get in there and they echo across yes. time. They reverberate through our lives. And so you hear you are as an adult and you might be making a decision based on a pattern, you know, the breakup that you had at 16 and that's how you're yep. going to break up for the rest of your life. Yep. And then how do you break that? So that sense of needing to break those some scar is just a pattern. It's just a behavioral pattern. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just a thing that is our relationship to that pattern and what we do as a result of that pattern is causes suffering or freedoms. But again, it's not good nor bad, right? Just like a song can't be good or bad. Right. It just is. 
but it's your relationship that makes, makes it, it into yeah that makes it into something right yeah. so those of you who are scolding me for liking hearts of gold you shush mm-hmm. you shush <laughs> and realize it's hearts just of your gold mind. or bust hearts of gold or bust exactly bust. echo echo <laughs> love it unabashedly yes okay jeremiah of course loves it and why do we love it it's the background vocals isn't it yes yes it's the background we're echo, background vocals echo yes echo. we'll do it together echo, one two three echo echo, echo. echo. I, don't think I, I don't think i knew that that's what she was saying there but that makes a lot of sense now this this is why it's really important for us to get together and talk about the songs because invariably in any Tori Amos discussion you're like wait what that's what she's saying mm-hmm. oh my god I never knew that anything else you want to say about hey Jupiter no I just love it that's all should we go listen to hey Jupiter yes do you ha- you don't have a like oh this no I don't have I'm I know I the only like specific performance I have that I like listening to repeatedly is of baker baker san antonio 2003 totally different situation totally different song yeah <laughs> I, well we'll listen to the these guys haven't heard the fan favorite that i did the recording oh, yeah. that i did but yes i was very specific with my favorites i'm like oh, well of course the, you were the Drenuder, right go listen to the Drenuder version or the 2011 but you know my song does definitely have less plays but 2003 for hey jupiter yeah 2003 yeah, yeah. it was okay. sad i was shocked that it didn't come out i mean i understand in 2017 i think it's i think it's a hard song to sing and so I, I i was surprised that like i just was shocked because i've always got the sense that she likes playing hey jupiter yeah. And uh, so we didn't, we missed it in 2017 and it, it didn't come out very much. We didn't get it in the, the, well, I did the last nine shows and I was shocked that she didn't do it in the last run of nine shows. I was like, oh, wow, we didn't listen. Yeah. We didn't get Hey Jupiter. Oh, darn. Yeah. She's all, <laughs> oh, darn. My geez. ears are nowhere to go for me. <laughs> this is how, it's always how I'm going to equate that song is to Vertigo. And maybe there's a message there. Maybe. Maybe there's a message there. We'll go listen to some two thousand nice two thousand three. We'll listen to Phoenix. Listen yeah. to the Phoenix one. Yeah, the Phoenix bootleg with uh, oh that Father Lucifer in that show was great. Mm-hmm. She kept whipping her head towards me when she was saying, "Do do do the go away girls that go fast." Oh yeah. She just kept whipping her because we were we were in that second row again. Another great. Uh, seat selection by Jeremiah, who just has <laughs> the magic fingers with Ticketmaster. Yeah, and then Ho- I, Hotel from 2003. Love mm. Hotel mm. Arrangement from 2003. Yeah, that was a, those were good Spader shows. I think Concertina was what was in one of those two shows. Mm-hmm. And the Concertina we love from Tucson, where there's the microphone goes... which constant which also coincidentally happened in phoenix at the dodge theater in 2007 when she was doing purple people which you can listen to in the legs and boots and i honestly i love that version of purple people because that funky little noise that happened feedback noise whatever it was that happened like she changed it she had to like stop lyrically for a moment or repeat something and i love that I love the way that it changed the song just a little bit, made it a little more magical. 
Very cool. Where can we follow you, Jamie? I am at Brave Hedgehog on Instagram. Oh, you like hedgehogs? I love hedgehogs. We've not talked about hedgehogs. (laughs) We'll have to come back. Is there a hedgehog song from Tori? (laughs) What's Tori? Welcome to England is the only, maybe it could be. Yeah, that could be hedgehog, Andrew. Oh, okay. Hedgehogs. (laughs) All right. And, And Tori. And Tori. Half the time. Half the time. Yeah, yeah I was going to say maybe pass. Ireland. Oh, yeah, Ireland. Ireland would be good. It's a headshot sound. So follow her on Instagram. Thank you so much Thank you for having me, Russ. You are so well. But wait, there's more. You're going to have to tune in next week when we talk to Jeremiah Webb about his favorite song. In the meantime, you can follow us on the socials. Songs of Tori Amos on Instagram and Songs of Tori Amos on Twitter. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Rose Cress. You can hit up the Yes Said Facebook group on Facebook, of course. <laughs> Head over to songsoftoriamos.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, send us an email, songsoftoriamos at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you about your favorite song and listen to your favorite song and tune in on Monday where we get new music Mondays with Ephraim, our favorite Ephraim. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.